You should see our excitement when we realize there's a new podcast review. We both do little happy dances. Shout out to Courtney for leaving us a review. They said, this podcast is a game changer. As a weight-inclusive private practice owner, finding this podcast changed the way I practice. Hannah and Morgan show up to every episode as real people. It helps me so much to hear how they turn their struggles into learning opportunities to be better weight-inclusive business owners. They are so helpful with planting seeds of wisdom to help me grow my business. I am so thankful that I found this podcast. Thank you so much, Courtney. If you are loving the podcast as well, be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business. The good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to 2023. Oh my gosh. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I know that in the non-diet weight inclusive space, we have a battle with our with our thoughts around the new year, but just with how people relate to food. However, in the business entrepreneur, personal growth space, Morgan and I both love that shit. We love a fresh start. We love a new year. I love having a definitive and now starting point that just feels really tidy. Um, What I'm kind of thinking of is like tracking KPIs and numbers and things in business. But what are you jazzed about with the new year? And what do you like to, what's your fresh start look like, quote unquote? Yeah. I, well, first of all, I love that you named that. Cause I mean, for so long, and I'm sure so many uh, of our listeners can relate or have clients that can relate to this, that January 1st was always like the start of a new relationship with food. That's a not even like the good kind and not a good bad kind. kind. And I definitely felt into that trap for, for many, many, many years growing up. And it was around me in some capacity. And I feel like it's just not it's not present in my life anymore in like really any capacity, which feels so good. Being able to step back away from that talk just gives me just this like fresh new energy. I have gotten invited to a few New Year's Eve parties and I'm like, I kind of just want to stay at home and like (laughs) put on my favorite movie and like reflect and like go into 2023, not hung over. Like I did so many of my years of my twenties. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I'm just, I'm, I just, I love a fresh start. I, it helps my chaotic brain to like have that something to look forward to. And that just feels like what this is, but I feel this way at the, the start of every quarter too. I think there is something different about like a full new year, but it's usually every quarter that my brain gets like pumped for the start of something new. This is the start of something, something new. new. <laughs> you guys didn't know we were going to sing today. Just FYI, those plans sound amazing, which PS, obviously we're recording before the new year, but we're getting you all stoked for the new year when you listen to this since it'll be happening. 
Those plans sound incredible. And I totally got that just shows like a stepping into a different phase of life. Um, I feel like there's a time and a place for a New Year's party. Um, I also feel like chilling, eating some yummy snacks, watching a movie, reflecting. That also sounds nice. I'm going to be skiing. So that's my plans. We're going to go up to Vail and we got a hotel and we're going to be up there for a few days and I can't fucking wait. And it'll be a day after your birthday. So if you're listening to this, be sure you send Hannah a text wishing her happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'll be 29 going on like 45 because sometimes I feel like I'm an old soul going on 12 because I, I read both of those ends of the spectrum. Like I'm totally a Peter Pan, but I also want to be like this wise knowing person. It's fine. I'm confusing. It's fine. You're going to be skiing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're 45 or if you're 12. You're going to be skiing and bringing in the new year in the mountains. And that's incredible. Heck yeah. So what we do need to do is reflect on the last quarter of 2022 and talk about our intentions for the first quarter of 2023. But before we dive in, and as we're on this topic of the new year, Morgan, I'm wondering, do you have a word for 2023? And if so, what is it? You betcha I have a word for 2023. I am planning on doing more reflection the last week of December. So it'll be next week from when we're recording this. I have no work plans and I'm planning on just sitting and reflecting. Um, I have a word and I have a phrase. My 2023 word is simplify. Say more. Why? Well, I want to give a huge shout out to Heather Kaplan because ever since that one podcast episode that we did with her that I don't actually remember if it was on our podcast or the old RD Real Talk Now Wind podcast. <laughs> um, P.S. I was just listening to your guys's episode that you recorded with Heather. And then I remember Heather commenting and being like, yeah, I wasn't going to post this on this feed or make this podcast, but here I am. And we were like, we knew it. Mm-hmm. We knew it. Anyway, I don't remember when it was that we recorded that with her, but she had asked us if we could only focus on one project for a whole, I think she said a whole quarter. And then we're like, can we talk about like a month first? What would it be? And how, and, and how would it feel to have to put other things on pause? And when I tell you that I have thought about that question and that conversation every single day, since we recorded that episode, it is just like ingrained in my brain. And then she has continued to send me some podcasts not related to our space, but related to simplifying business. She's been sharing, um, her and I have been talking about Rachel Rogers, hello seven, uh, kind of categories, which if you want to know like what stage of the hello seven stages you're in, she has a freebie on her website. One of the things that her and I were talking about was like in one of these certain stages, uh, which happens to be the stage that I'm in revenue, right? Revenue wise, it's between 50 and hundred K you should not have more than one signature offer. And she called out a lot of the times people that are in this revenue grouping, this revenue range tend to have like go into it with a signature offer, but there's such a fear-based and scarcity mindset of being able to actually make more than a hundred K with just one offer that they start saying yes to all these other things. And I was like, "Mm, yep. Coaching, consulting, intensives, audits, you name it. I have added it to my website of services that I offer. And I am doing away with all of that in 2023. Whoa, big moves. 
Yeah, it's really scary to say out loud, but it feels there like it is like a like deep sigh of relief whenever I decided to make that decision. And we will dive into that more in the episode with the word simplify. I knew what it looked like in my business specifically for that. But then I've, I, I reflected on it too, of like my other businesses as well, which I'll talk about. And that all feels really good. But I was like, how does simplify relate to my personal life? Cause I am not about to choose a word for the whole year and only have it relate to the entrepreneur side of who I am as a human. I actually had therapy yesterday and like asked my therapist, I was like, what does this mean? Ask me questions so we can talk about this, please. And uh, basically what it boiled down to was that her and I had talked about her being my therapist, her and I had talked about how like being an entrepreneur, you take so many risks and I, and it's like, I only have a certain number of risks that I can take. And so many of those risks are being taken in my business that it doesn't leave a lot of space for taking risks and more growth in my personal life outside of entrepreneurship. Like with dating, like with dating and (laughs) basically what simplifying boiled down to was I would be taking fewer risks in my business that would free up the ability to be more adventurous and have more growth and be more curious in my personal life. Is there anything you want to share there of like what, what you're hoping that will look like? That's the thing. I don't really know. But I think just like having simplicity at the forefront of my brain as I go through my personal life, I I, I don't I don't have like a f- true tangible. Like I have a true tangible for my business, but I really don't know what the true tangible is. I I think it'll just be continuing to be a yes girl, but being more protective of my internal energy. Okay, so you're going to be a hell yes girl. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah. There we go. I like that. Which brings us to my phrase. (laughs) I was talking to, I was over at my brother and sister-in-law's house earlier. I love updating my sister-in-law on my dating life. (laughs) I'm like one of the only single ones in the family. And so it's, it's some solid entertainment. Well, there's this really cute guy at the gym and we have been going to the same class for several weeks now, months, maybe. I remember you mentioning him a while ago. Couple yes. months ago, mm-hmm. probably not on the podcast. Or probably no, no, nope. In my in my text or on the phone or something. <laughs> and so, like, I know his name. I know a little bit about him. Like, we've chit chatted, and a few weeks ago, it just like hit me, and I was like, Morgan, he's really cute. Like, shoot your shot. I randomly went to the gym on Monday, which I usually don't. Um, but I was like, ah, eh, let me go get a class in, whatever. And he was there. And we like smiled and waved at each other. And then we just like kept missing each other. Cause I was like, Morgan, go ask him to like co-work with you. Cause I know that he works from home. And that's like, it's a weird week. Like shoot your shot, ask him, ask him to co-work. And I didn't cause we just like missed each other. And then we had the class last night and he was there and I was like, Morgan, now's your chance. I like tried to like linger, like awkwardly linger for him to like finish up his workout. And anyway, it just didn't, it didn't work out. It is not Wednesday. And I do not want to go work out today, but you <laughs> betcha I am going to go do at least a 30 minute walk on the treadmill, hoping that he's there today, which brings me to my phrase of the year. Do it for the plot. Oh, if anything else, do it for the plot of your life. I love that. 
it helps me kind of challenge these like fears that I make up in my mind, obviously in like a safe way. Like nothing's bad going to happen if this guy rejects me. That's like the worst that could happen. But yeah, I'm going to do it for the plot. And that's, that's the energy. That's the hell yes energy that I want to go into 2023 with. I like that a lot. It's very brave. It's very showing up. It's very authentic and it's coming without an expectation. So in this example, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot. There's that cheesy saying that we had in our kindergarten classrooms on a poster with somebody like throwing a basketball in the hoop. That's like, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. That's exactly what's happening. So that's my, that's my, like, we're going to, we're going to simplify and we're going to do it for the plot. I love that. That is perfect. Enough of my personal life. What is your word of 2023? (laughs) Whenever you said simplify, my brain was like, that's it. I'm taking that one too. You're welcome to take it. Heather Kaplan is also using it for wind. So it can be a general theme of 2023. Anybody else wants to use the word as well, you are welcome to. As I was thinking about it more because I'm like, okay, why is simplify speaking to me? What I actually think my word that comes from simplify is that I want to embody in 2023 is space. Because as I'm reflecting on the year and as I'm thinking about 2023, I find myself getting overwhelmed because I'm still in such a grind all the time. If you look at my calendar, you probably vomit because it is so intense sometimes. And so even with cutting down my eating disorder client caseloads, reducing things within my team, delegating, et cetera. It seems like I always find more meetings on my calendar, which again is not a bad thing. And everything I'm doing, I really enjoy, but I don't even have the space to think about what I want. When I think about even trying to plan out the next two years, I can tell you very broad themes of like, I know we want to hire more people and I know I want to keep developing my leadership team and offer more things. Everything else I'm like, but I don't know. I don't know. So when I think about simplifying, I think about space and I just need some space to exist. I would love if I could take a month off right now, just to think about my businesses and just to see what comes into my brain to have that space, but it's just not going to happen. So I am going to keep thinking about the concept of space, why I can't find it, why I keep filling time instead of just giving myself space And the impact it's having on me, because I definitely feel it holding me back in my businesses. I feel it impacting my personal life, but that is getting better because I'm being forced to find space for fun, new things. I'm noticing that I don't want to be like this anymore of where I'm just so jam packed that I'm just going through the motions, even in my personal life. Like let's say a day of supervising my team and having meetings revolved around Nourish Colorado. And then like last week after we finished recording, I ran across town to go to a fitness class. And then I had plans after and all of that chaos. It's like, I partially wasn't present. And so I really want to find more space so that I can make this sustainable. I really resonate with that. That was, that was part of the conversation that I was having with some friends around simplify too. I think they definitely go hand in hand of like one of my top values is creativity. And while I get to be creative in like my day-to-day work with clients, there's such a different bucket filling feeling of being creative for like me. 
I realize that that creativity only happens when I have ample amount of no meetings and blocks in my calendar where I can like be intentional about not doing anything. The idea of space kind of scares me because when I hear you say putting blocks in your calendar, my brain wants to go all or nothing because I literally have barely any blank blocks in my calendar. And so my brain's like, oh my God, if I have no blocks, like, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, I'm not going to have no blocks. It's just not sustainable right now. But I could find an hour, hour and a half in the middle of the day to chill the fuck out or like end my days earlier and chill the fuck out, especially before grad school starts up again. Like I would really like to not fill that space with grad school because that's what's going to happen. So I need to find it before, before it finds me. I'm reading the, so I'm reading burnout right now, mm. which I've been reading burnout for like months now. I was going to say, are you reading it again? Oh. No, just haven't finished it yet, but Dang. I have switched from re I'm, I say I'm reading it. I'm now listening to it on audio book. That is reading because not all people can read and folks who are blind can't read. So it's perfect. Yes, yes it is. It is. I d- didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I have just switched mediums now and it is good. I'm actually in the chapter that talks about rest. Mm, what is that? If anything, read this chapter. Okay. If you need some reflection on your word of space in 2023, would highly recommend the chapter of talking about rest and how how it impacts our bodies and like rest doesn't just mean downtime and rest doesn't just mean sleep. Um, do you think it's illegal to do a read aloud of that chapter as a mini-sode, like reading somebody else's content? Cause that would be awesome. We could give them credit. Is this my intro into audiobooks? Can I become a narrator now? Oh, you'd be so good at that. I actually might pull some from this chapter. I don't think we can read the whole thing. But there's some there's some good good nuggets in here. Wait, read us a little paragraph right now. Okay, well I listened to it on audio, so now I have to actually find it in the book. Hold please. Perfect. If you're thinking I can get by with less rest, they're talking about. You're right. You can get by dragging your increasingly rest deprived brain and body through your life. And there are periods in your life when adequate rest will not be an option. Newborn baby, no sleep for you. Elderly dog, you'll be up every four hours. Working three jobs while finishing your degree. <clears throat> Hannah. <laughs> Fuck. Get by on five hours of sleep. But no one who cares about your well-being will expect you to sustain that way of life for an extended period of time. No one in your bubble of love wants you to get by. They want you to thrive and grow stronger. What makes you stronger is rest. Mm. That wasn't the part that I was looking for, but that was a good part too. That's okay. I love that. I mean, it reminds me of uh, Kristen Neff's work of just self-compassion, where it's hearing that other people don't want that for you. And it's almost like the flip of if you were talking to a friend about their rest and you heard that they're working three jobs and running themselves into the ground, how would you feel? You wouldn't want that for them. Why do you want that for yourself? Yes. So right after this chapter, it goes on to give a few examples, but one of them says, Suppose you send your 10-year-old child away to camp and you learn that they aren't feeding her adequately because they're sure she can get by on less. Like, you'd be pissed. I would go drop kick someone's ass. Yeah, exactly. Um, This was the other thing that I wanted to read. It's not just cultural messages that make accessing sleep and rest difficult. 
Suppose you deal with all your stressors. You check all the boxes on your to-do list and give yourself permission and opportunity to rest. If you've dealt with the stressors, but haven't dealt with the stress itself, your brain won't let you rest. It'll constantly scan for the lion that's about to come after you. So when you try to go to sleep, your brain won't let you fall asleep, or it will wake you up over and over checking for that lion. Complete the cycle so your brain can transition into rest. Dude, my lion is relentless. I feel like we could record a whole episode on this, but thank you for reading to us. Do you have a phrase you want to embody or do you want to get back to us on that? I think I want my phrase to be space is cool. That's right. what's coming to mind right now. Cause just it's simple. And if I'm running around in the chaos, I can just be like, space is cool. It's cool to have space. Or if I'm having some space and I'm feeling like I need to keep myself busy, I'm going to clean my kitchen for the 10th time because there's one crumb on the counter. It's like, nope, space is cool. And I also don't need to be like cleaning and then listening to a podcast and overstimulating myself and not giving myself mental space. God, the overstimulation is real. Uh, We love that shit. It's called ADHD. (laughs) Do you want to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. All righty. So as we do in these uh, quarter reflections, quarter projections, I love that that rhymes. I'll go ahead and kick us off. We're just going to fly through this and it's going to be really awesome because with a word like simplify, I do not have a lot of things on my projection list. Yay. Q4. One of my goals for Morgan Sinclair Designs was 15% revenue increase from Q4 of 2021, which would have put me a little under $16,000. I actually made around $14,000. So a little lower than I was expecting, but it is what it is. Um, that's pretty damn close though. If you did the percentage, you're probably at least at 90% of your goal, which a fucking minus to you, or even an a, depending on the grading system. No, I'll take the a minus. Awesome job. Like a, like a B plus a minus job. Hell yeah. And then my second goal was, if you remember from last time, offboarding process, damn it. (laughs) I just want people to know that I definitely made progress on it in October. And when we were in Costa Rica? And when we were in Costa Rica. But I haven't looked at it since. And truthfully, I couldn't tell you what that progress was. But I know I made progress. In I can tell you what it October. is. Tell me. What, what okay. Because I received an cool. email from you that said, miss you, mean it. And I think you were trying to maybe get some feedback. It's still in my inbox starred from October because I haven't had a chance to do it yet. Um, So you started it with kind of following up with people. And I, I, that's all I know. I need to look at the email. You're right. That's it. That's right. I did send that email when we were in Costa Rica and I purchased a client goodbye guide or offboarding template that I kind of put together one for you and I still need to finish that. And then I got back from Costa Rica and everything became chaotic again. But (laughs) did you send it to me or do I not have it? No, you don't have it. Okay. I was like, fuck. There's just a few more things I wanted to finalize. And I'm glad I didn't do it because some of those things I needed to do were like adding in ways that we can continue to work together. And I'm getting rid of those because simplifying. So maybe you'll continue to simplify your offboarding too. I think I will. I think I will. So both of those, if we're going to go on a scale, which I don't love the stoplight scale, but for business, that's what we'll use today. Both of those are yellow. Moving into Q1, 
I am going to continue to nail down my signature offers as well as the funnels and the ideal flow that I want people to go through. I'm only offering branding and web design. I was talking with Heather Kaplan again. She's been so influential recently about just having one week of selling. So Mm -hmm. having like one really strong week of like, if you want to work with me in Q1, this is your one week to book with me. If not, you're going to have to wait till Q2. And I loved this idea at first it made my heart race, but then I was like, I secretly love this idea. Not so secretly anymore, because if I do that, I will know what my quarter is going to bring to me. And it's going to take away some of this like instability of like, oh my God, where's my next client coming from? 1000%. As you said that I was nodding and that's kind of how I structure my business coaching clients. It's not quite the same, but I have them, I book them out quarterly and they all, you know, have different size packages, different lengths. However, a lot of them end up rebooking because there's just so much work to do all the time and they love the support. And it's really awesome. I do the same thing with my own business coaching and it's nice to be like, cool, we're going to do a quarter at the time. So I know for three months, I can guarantee that this person's on my schedule and we're going to be doing work together. And it lets me have the data of, okay, for the following quarter, do I want to take on one more? Do I want to just coast what's going on? So I love that. That's perfect. And it puts a little bit of pressure on people to commit Right. Especially with their website, because a website's such a, a really big thing, a really big, important thing. And I think it can feel overwhelming for people too. So if you just have them like rip the bandaid off, I think that's beneficial for everybody or else they may drag their feet of like, oh, a few months go by and they still haven't gotten on your schedule. And it's like, if you want to, here's your opportunity. Get on at this time. Yeah. So I'm still playing around with that. I don't have that set up yet, but that's on the docket. I definitely, I don't think it's going to happen for January, but maybe for like the rest of Q2. And then the other projection I have for Morgan Sinclair designs is I made an impulsive, uh, black Friday purchase from one of my favorite designers who builds show it websites. And it's called the passive passion project. And it's how to set up a website template shop. So I'm going to start offering website templates. Very cool. And I see how through your simplifying with your offer being branding and website design, and then you have another leg off of that. It's still related to that one offering. It's just another way, maybe a bit more passive people can work with you. Exactly. Cool. And it's just, it's so cool how the universe works sometimes because I literally made that decision. And then I actually had um, a friend reach out to me and share a message with me that they were talking with some other eating disorder clinicians and how my name had gotten brought up as like the person to work with for web design apps. It felt so, so validating. I was like, okay, like this is the right decision. Like this is it. This is what I'm already known for. Why am I trying to force my name into some other area? So novelty and shiny object syndrome. Yeah, I know. Well, we're going (laughs) to challenge that next year. Only because I also relate to that is why I'm naming it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So really excited about Q1. That's pretty much what I've got going on. I feel like there's one more thing, but I don't have it written down. So we're just going to go with this. Moving on to the Weight Inclusive Business Academy. So in Q4, I had a new virtual assistant start with me. She is still working with me and I love her to death. I don't know if I explicitly told her this whenever she got hired on. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. 
of if, if you're, if our work together is a hundred percent, like 75% of that's going to be like staying on my ass about getting this stuff done. And she's been really great at that. And I've gotten, I've gotten stuff done. And Yay. so that feels really good. So that's green check. And then I've been doing tenfold Tuesdays where I go to my favorite coffee shop tenfold at 7am on Tuesdays to write scripts for weight inclusive business Academy. I put this as yellow. There were a few Tuesdays where I just like, wasn't quite feeling it. Uh, but there are several Tuesdays that I went at seven o'clock and like cranked out some script writing. Yay. We are not perfectionists around here. That's awesome. Exactly. And then three was start nurturing my email list. I put this one as yellow. You have not gotten an email from me yet, but I hired a copywriter to write my sales emails for all of Q1 and I'm fucking pumped about it. Yay. I can't wait to get those emails. <laughs> so excited. And that's kind of like combination weight inclusive business Academy, Morgan Sinclair designs, but just threw it in there. Q1 projections launch two lessons a month and continue to nurture my email series. I have realized that I hate writing sales copy. I love writing education, fun, conversational copy. And so I hired Kendall of Candid Collective to uh, do my sales copy. And then in my mind, I, I function from like the jab, 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 right hook method where it's like you like give, 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 and then you sell. So you like educate, 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 and then sell. And I just like that right hook, that sales copy, I just like couldn't ever really get to, which that stopped me from writing the education copy and the education emails because I knew that sales copy was going to be at the end of it. And so I just didn't do any of it. And so I'm hoping that with her writing the sales copy, I will be able to write some bomb ass education and continue to share nuggets of wisdom with my email list. What a helpful, awesome thing to recognize in yourself of like, oh, I'm the bottleneck here and I don't want to do this. So I'm not going to, because there's only so much grit that can get you so far before you're miserable trying to do something and then doing it half-assed because you hate it. Yep. So yep. thank you. I know I didn't even name myself as the bottleneck, but yes, absolutely. I am the bottleneck of this. And it's one of those things where like, it's scary. I don't know if I necessarily have the funds to pay for a copywriter and this needs to get done. Cause it's been one of those things that's been pushed on my to-do list for months now. And I was like, just do it, Morgan, just commit to a quarter. Like you can, you can commit to anything for a quarter yep. to like pay for it. Like you can, you can figure out money for a quarter to pay for a service. Exactly. And there's always more money that can be made in different ways. You know, we should do an episode on like what you would do if there was a catastrophic thing that happened to your business, you know, like Ooh, you could yeah, get a job somewhere, X, Y, Z, like it's the risk that comes with entrepreneurship. Yay. Risk doing it for the plot. All right. <laughs> doing it for the business plot. Yes. Doing it for the podcast plot. Yeah. <laughs> Bring new stories to the podcast. Um, okay. Eating expedition. Q4 goals was to soak up all the goodness from my first trip that happened in Q3 and to, which check did that, soaked up all the goodness from it. And then brainstorm next trips. I had Mexico city in June and Italy in September, but in the name of the game of simplifying things, I am only going to be doing one trip next year. It is going to be Italy in September and then create social media content, which I did not do. And that's okay. This was a season of rest for the eating expedition. So the other businesses could grow and thrive. Q1 projections for eating expedition, finalize the dates for the 2023 Italy trip. If you want to tentatively mark them, it is likely going to be the end of September or beginning of October, 10 days. Again, I think it's technically 12 days with travel. 
keep that in the, keep that in your, in your calendar mind as you're going into the new year, if you're interested in going on a trip. And then once those dates are chosen and I have them locked down with Doug and Erica in Italy who are helping me book everything, I will be launching registration. Yay. And then personal goals. I had read at least two books a month. Nailed that goal. I am so proud to say I am hitting my 22 books in 2022 goal. I never thought that would be possible, but the Heartstopper series, which if you read our email newsletter, there are four graphic novels, super cute, highly recommend, super easy reads, got through them in one to two days each. And I have one, I need to finish one more book to get to 22 books. And I'm like 85% of the way through burnout. So that's an Yay. option. I can finish that. Or I'm reading another like holiday rom-com. It's like a, a Christmas version of Legally Blonde, which I'm super excited about. You got this. You got 10 days. You're going to oh, crush it. For sure. It's it's happening. I might even hit 23 books, but <gasps> I don't want to make too much of an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> and then my uh, second personal goal for Q4 was to plan my 30th And I put this one as yellow because I have made a little bit of progress. Original plan was to rent out a beach house in Galveston and have a Nancy Myers themed birthday party. The idea of renting out a beach house in Galveston just sounded super daunting. Um, And so I called my mom and asked her if I could kick her and my dad out of their house (laughs) for a night. (laughs) Because I already know where everything is. They have enough space to like sleep a bunch of people. It's a big open concept, like kitchen living room where we could still do Nancy Myers things. I know where things are in the kitchen so we can all cook breakfast tomorrow, tomorrow, LOL. So we could all cook breakfast the next morning. And then it's actually on the way out to like where my family's vineyard is. And there's a few tasting rooms around there. So I was like, we'll just continue on to that area and go drink some wine the next day. Wait, can you tell us what Nan, why Nancy Myers themed and like what that means in case the listeners don't know slash I think I know, but I also don't know. Sure. So Nancy Myers is a film director and she is in charge of the holiday. Something's got to give the intern parent trap, the one with Lindsay Lohan and several more of these like coastal grandma, Diane Keaton, Meryl Streep living in this gorgeous beach house in Nantucket area, the Hamptons area. That's her vibe. And that is just the energy and the vibe that I want to bring into my thirties of just like this space for people to gather these like deeper connections, sharing meals together, but still like have some fun with it and like make like a campfire cocktail or I don't know, do something like that. And so Nancy Myers is one of my favorite filmmakers and her whole vibe is just everything that I aspire my twenties to be. Love it. And so then for Q1 for personal, I put the heads conference on here, which isn't really personal, but I don't really know where else to fit it in. I'm hosting the heads conference this year. It is the day before my 30th birthday. Woo. Obviously celebrate my 30th birthday. And then in Q1, I am going to Spain. Five weeks. That's going to be so fucking awesome. Yay. If you have any recommendations for Madrid, please send them my way. I will be there for all five weeks. And that starts in March. Starts in March, mid-March. I leave on March 13th. Hell yeah. That's going to be awesome. 
So that is me passing the mic over to you, my friend. Okay. Nourish Colorado. Let's start there. My big three for Q4 were for us to have a big team meeting and recalibrate for the new year. We wanted to instate all the things that are new policies, et cetera, by January 1st, which ding, ding, check mark. We are green there. The meeting went awesome. It was super vulnerable for everybody, but we had a really good conversation and good action steps of what needs to change to make this more sustainable for our team, for our company, all the good stuff. And I am so grateful to have a team that is willing to give me such honest feedback when asked the right questions and that we can kind of, we're all on the same page and working in the same direction. So that just feels really good because any group practice owner knows if you don't have a good team dynamic or people in harmony, you feel it real bad. So grateful for my team, excited for the changes we're making. The biggest things are we're moving our cancellation policy to 72 hours from 48. And then we are also increasing our rates. The next thing was get every clinician at the practice full to the brim. I made that one yellow because I feel like there's always a little bit of ebb and flow and especially around the holidays, but most of my team are either really full or on their way there. So that is really awesome. And my other goal was to do some forecasting and projections for 2023, which I did. And 2023 might be the year we become a seven figure business. Oh yeah. my God. That's incredible. I am so excited to check in with that. Yes. I'm just going to plant a little seed about that. For the first quarter of 2023, the intentions are that I continue to delegate things to my leadership team. I actually announced to my team this week that I will no longer be doing individual supervision. And my two supervisors are going to take that over. And it was received really well. I think obviously my team is a little bit sad because I love spending time with them one-on-one and they like it too. But at the same time, I just don't have enough time in my calendar. So I'm going to do an office hours once a week for an hour where they can come in or they can call me or set up a time to chat with me, but I'm no longer going to have recurring supervisor meetings with them, which is awesome because my team, my clinical leadership team, they are much better equipped for that than me because I'm just, you know, I'm the director and the CEO and I need to focus on growing and sustaining the business. So it feels really good feels relief now that everybody's on the same page. And so I'm excited to watch my team thrive without me. And it gives you more space in your calendar. There's that word again. We're also planning on hiring, hopefully two clinicians at minimum one. Again, it always has to be the right fit. We're not just hiring people to hire, but we will be ready to go through that process again in the first quarter of the year. So we're excited about that. And the last thing is Colorado actually released $130 million in grants. I'm sorry, $130 million in grants. Yep. For mental health and community services. And so we're diving deep in the weeds, trying to figure out if we can apply for some of these grants so we can start our scholarship sooner for folks who are underinsured or have Medicaid since we cannot be in network with them. So if we can get a few tens of thousands of dollars, we can fucking launch yesterday. Like we're so excited. We're going to really try to figure this out. Um, I'm going to consult with a a grant writer and just see if they have any, just because one of my friends happens to be a grant writer. So I'm like, oh, let me like pay you to pick your brain to see if you have any insight for me around applying for these. Um, And we're just going to 
going to dive in and just go for it and try, see what we can do. So yeah. And then we have values driven group, which is my consulting group practice, business coaching business. That was really long. My big three, and I actually had four. So one was create social media strategy and utilize assistant. LOL. Caitlin and I are both cringing right now as she's probably listening to this because I don't think I've posted on social media this quarter once on values driven group. It's hard. You did once while we were in Costa Rica, not business related. (laughs) (laughs) Adventation related. Okay. 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 Well, I have not had the capacity and, or the time or the space. And I really, this is going to sound weird, but like, I don't need to, it's not people find me, people find our social media for we, and then they eventually make it to me. So it's not a super big marketing tool that I need. It's just fun. And so unfortunately, whenever you have things that you have to do, the fun stuff goes in the back burner. So I have it read I don't have any plans to set intentions around that in 2023, even though it'll torture my brain and be like, you should, you should, but it's there. I think I'm going to go more of like a business card strategy of just like putting up six tiles to where it explains who I am, what I do, how people can reach me, et cetera. Maybe just less of a live Instagram. You know, that's always my recommendation for people who don't want to do social media consistently. So that's right. That's right. Love it. My next intention was to take on two new business coaching clients and get everyone scheduled out for Q4. I did that and I got two new business coaching clients and I actually have everybody scheduled through Q1. So I literally only have one spot left for the first quarter of 2023. The third thing is I wanted to think about a group practice intensive and have it planned. Did not have the capacity for that. Still gathering more data about what would be helpful in doing that. And I think it goes back to simplifying in space is that might be something I revisit in the future. And then I did give a couple of talks in Q4. And so my goal was to prepare for them and deliver them, which I did. And it was awesome. I love speaking. So fun. Um, One of them was for the nutrition entrepreneurs group. And then wait, was that one in Q4? Um, It was kind of in Q4 because I did mine in Q4 and you were in Costa Rica sitting next to me. Oh, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, the other one was the EDRD Pro Talk, which went really well. My big three of quarter one for 2023 is I only want to take on one more group practice coaching client. My goal is to have 20 total. So 20 people working with me. And that's about 10 that I do a week. I'm probably okay with doing a little bit less, but... I love the meetings. I love my business coaching clients. The content we talk about is so good. I love watching their businesses grow. And I also am curious about my desire to always pack it out of like capping at 10 a week. Um, So we'll see. I am putting, setting a limit with myself of just one more. Everybody else is already booked out. It's great. The other thing I want to focus on with Values Driven Group is creating better systems for getting action items and notes from my meeting with my business coaching clients over, which actually ties into my third intention, which is playing with some CRM and document builders for future business tools. I know some people who work in tech startups who have ways to integrate in documents to be able to send things via email, like right away after you close the document. So there's all these different platforms and things to use. So I'm going to be exploring that because 
I want to be consistent and get people the information and deliver in the way that I say I'm going to. I don't know what feels so hard about after a session, pulling up my notes, picking out the action items, and then sending it to them. I think probably because it's back to back half the time. And so I just don't have the time because we go to the hour. So I want to make it to where it just automatically sends to them through using tools and different things. Can relate. It's very exhausting. I also don't know what it is. I'm like, I like get so pumped during these calls and I'm like, okay, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. And then like the call ends and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is type something up and send it to you. Okay. If I get something built out, I will share it with you. Yes, please do. And then for personal, I wanted to get outside more, which I did. I've been skiing a lot. I've been climbing a bit. Climbing's more happening indoors though, because it's too fucking cold. It's about to be negative 50 degree wind chill here on Thursday. That's what, so Thursday must be, there's something moving through everything. Cause it's supposed to drop down to freezing below freezing in Texas too. What? It's, it's supposed to be 18. Can y'all no, handle it? Can 70 y'all? degrees. Remember no, last it's, time? Yeah. It's not going to be as bad as last time because there won't be any snow and it's going to be for a shorter amount of time. So we still have to like wrap our pipes and all of that jazz, but, and by we, I mean like not me, my landlord is doing that. Texans. Um, but I like, can't even fathom that cold weather. Hannah Stefan is currently back home in North Dakota. And she sent me a screenshot yesterday and it was negative 24 with a negative 46 feels like temperature because of the wind chill. I don't think I've been in weather below probably like 15 degrees ever in my life. Cause I'm born and raised in Texas. I like, I, so anything below that can't even imagine negative 46 and negative 50. Nope. That sounds miserable. I'm mm, yikes, but good skiing weather. Yeah. No, too cold. But like, does it bring good skiing weather? No, no snow. It's just cold. Oh, there's no snow with it. It's just cold. Yeah. And the snow is really icy right now. So skiing has been fun, but I can't wait until anybody who skis knows like January, February, March, that's where the powder is. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I also planned to spend some more time alone, which I have been doing. Um, it's good and hard because, because I have such limited personal lifetime. I am spending time alone instead of seeing people sometimes. And I think that's hard. Um, it's like getting in the way of connection and being a good friend at times. So I want to want to be curious about that, but I just don't have the capacity some days. I'm like, I need to be alone and nobody talk to me. And then the third is continue reading books instead of scrolling. I've fallen off the reading ladder when I laid Okay. Well, first of all, part of it as I broke my glasses <laughs> for the second time, they broke first in Mexico city and I wear contacts. I'm going to get LASIK next year. I'm going to put that on my personal 2023 goals in general. But I broke my glasses. So they're like one legged. So they're wonky on my face because I refuse to go get them fixed because it's me and I can't be bothered. And so that's annoying. It's like a barrier to me reading at night because that's usually when I do. And then also I'll get a page in and fall asleep because I'm just so exhausted. I need to hibernate. I'm feeling the desire to hibernate. So I have been reading a couple pages per night. But as you can imagine, you don't get through a book very fast at all. So that one is yellow. And then my last one was getting back on Duolingo, which I have been. I just hit my 80 day streak today. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Or should I say gracias? Gracias. Muchas gracias. gracias. 
<laughs> okay. And then my personal goals for the first quarter of 2023 is I want to ski 10 plus days. I've already done four. So I feel like that is going to get done. And I have a couple ski trips planned. Well, you've already done four, but that's Q4. So you're going to have to do. 10 oh, shit. Fuck. Okay. No take back seats. Okay. Ski right. days. Q1. Right. Even better. I'm going to get them in. And then I also want to plan out my trips and time off for 2023 and just have them booked for the whole year or else I'm just going to feel chaotic last year, or I guess I should say 2022, which we're in right now, as we're recording, I did a much better job. And part of that is accountability. Like the two trips we took, we planned together, which was awesome. And other people on other trips throughout the year helped me. And now I'm like, okay, Hannah, you can plan your own trips as well. Or you can be the initiator of trips with your friends if that's what you want to do. But having that all finalized ish, is going to be really awesome. One of the trips that I want to take, which I'm going to verbalize on the podcast, because I don't know that I have yet, is I want to take six weeks to go to Latin and South America in May after graduation, May and June, and go take two full weeks off, go mess around, and then do work from a country that I choose, digital nomad it up. I love that so much. And if you end up in Argentina, I will a hundred percent come join me for an advocation. Oh, you already know that's happening. And then the third thing is I am starting salsa dancing lessons. What? Yes. Continuation of Mama Rumba from Mexico. Yes. Yeah. I have not salsa danced since that night. And well, that's not true. I've been practicing. Like when do we salsa dance in our (laughs) day-to-day lives? Well, I found a place in Denver. They have a 10 pass salsa dancing class thing for 90 bucks for 10 classes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's going to be my Monday night plans for 2023 first quarter. I'm obsessed with that. And Loki's so jealous. That sounds so fun. I'm excited. We've been practicing on YouTube. You're going to, you're going to be taking the advanced class. I'm going to go back to mama Roomba's in Mexico city. You're going to lose. I mean, hopefully my Spanish is still, is getting better. So I might, I might just be demoted back to the basics because basics, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. What about weight inclusive innovators? Yeah. So for Q4, we had four intentions. First was to launch strategy for the accountability club. Check. Woo. Second, create more value add in the newsletter. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. It has Hannah's name in parentheses, so I'll let her talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my shit together. I really have so many ideas. Again, it comes back to having the space to even think through what to put in the newsletter. But honestly, I've been scrounging a little bit last minute, and you've had to step in a couple times, Morgan, to get it done because I'm just like, ah. I can't. So I want to be curious about why this is so hard for me and then figure out what needs to happen. Yeah. Well, we're already making some changes, which we know about. And honestly, like not to discredit the work that you've put into the newsletter, but I would say like launching episode is like top priority. Email newsletter, not as top priority. Thousand percent, which we have 100% launched all episodes that we have planned to so far. It's great. Yeah. Some of them were touch and go on Monday. I woke up at five 30 in the morning to finish editing yours and Caitlin's <laughs> episode because I fell asleep on my couch at seven o'clock the night before and it still wasn't done, but I, yeah. digress. 
<laughs> Third intention we had for Q4, continue consistent weekly episodes with guests, check. And then four is strategy plan for 2023 in Costa Rica, check. Which we did. Yay. And then for the first quarter of 2023, we have that we're going to run the accountability club. Woohoo! We Woo. had 21 people sign up and we are so stoked. We closed registration. We're going to hit the ground running and get all the kinks worked out and have a great first beta round. We're also going to continue our weekly episodes. That feels like a intention worth saying every single quarter because anyone who has a podcast knows that production is hard. We love this project so much and it's still a lot of work at times. So for us to be able to continue to keep doing this weekly, like it's pretty rad with everything else we're doing. Yep. We also want to plan two abnications for the year for us to do together. And then we are going to be planning a business retreat in Mexico for the weight inclusive innovators. You are invited. Plant that seed in your head right now because it's going to be fucking awesome. More details to come. It's either going to be Mexico City or... Or I threw out... So I would obviously have to go back to Mexico City because... Love Mexico City. Love Mexico City. But there are two other cities in like central Mexico area that all, that have like kind of that same fun, lively Spanish vibe. So I also threw out San Miguel de Allende or Guanajuato. And so potentially look into those. I have a feeling we'll end up in Mexico City, but I do... Uh, have some friends who are like more in the Guanajuato area and they keep recommending it. I have been to both of those places in my master's program and love both of them. So just good. Okay. And we'll see what happens. We will be having a business retreat in Mexico. It'll probably be August. Yep. Potentially don't hold us to that, but with everything else we got going on with the expedition trip in your six week Central and South America trip. August is looking like a prime time. We love these episodes. We love doing recaps. We love doing intentions. We hope that you got something out of this as well and that you are inspired to reflect on your Q4 and dream and scheme of what you got going on in Q1. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review, share with a business bestie, and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. We will see you next week.